This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It started with two women. And well, today, it's still two women. But not just any women. It's Laurie and Lynn. Who can turn the world on with a smile. Laurie and Lynn, giving Northeast Pennsylvania local talk to start your weekend right. Suddenly make it all seem worthwhile. And now, celebrating their 10th year on the air on WILK News Radio. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Love is all, no need to waste it. You can never tell why don't you take it. You are gonna make it after all. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. How are you? I'm fine. We are recording this on a day that there may be no more rain as we do it. Yay! For the day. Oh, okay. Maybe. 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 It's it's really trying to break through. The the blue skies are trying to break through. Now, whether that'll happen. They were. The sun was out right when I was leaving, and then it kind of. Uh, That's what I'm saying. mm -hmm. They're trying. But anyhow, it's um, been a very wet couple weeks and Mm -hmm. uh, I understand that we have already exceeded the amount of rain from last year which was the worst year on record so isn't that wonderful great but just great so what's been going on in your world um just running around your boy's back my boy well we talked about that last year last week so yeah he's he's adding a new dimension to my everyday because he's in my house and so i i'm so used to not worrying about dinners or you know i do what (laughs) i want to do and he's pretty cool about it all because he'll go mom don't worry about me just do your thing which Mm -hmm. i am but the motherly thing kicks in and i'm like tommy what are you doing and so um but we're getting along. My son, Sean, called last night and he said, so, Mom, I have a question for you. So what's that, Sean? He said, how are you and Tommy getting along? <laughs> <laughs> he knew. And I said, why? And he goes, are you arguing? I said, no, we're not. I said, he goes, well, Mom, I know how you are about the house and Tommy's not exactly the neatest person, <laughs> which Sean is completely fastidious and neat and all those like things. You. And Tommy is definitely someone who he, he I don't want to say he just Tommy has a tendency to leave his stuff in all areas every room in my house and just lit, lit for what reason I don't know and I'll so I do have to get you know leaving the toilet seats uh, seat up which I don't do and he knows I mean they grew up with me they know they have to put it down yes but so sometimes um you know, I might subtly go in and slam it, which could break the bowl, so I have to watch that. That's not um, subtle, Art. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, but he, I have to say, he's hes really, he's, so he wants to make something, because you know he's a great chef, great bag baker, so he's going to do some um, salmon meal this weekend. Oh, nice. With citrus on the bottom of it. And, Very nice. Um, 
what he's going to bake so I'm he's going to bake something and then we're trying to figure out what we're doing for Father's Day because oh. whether he's doing something with his dad and his grandpa um, and then if they are going to do something later then maybe Meyer and Tommy and I'll go out earlier for brunch or something we're just trying to figure those things out yeah. so um yeah. but things are going well sean's doing well in brooklyn he said he had a great piece of gluten-free pizza in brooklyn that was fabulous probably one of the best he's ever had he said Good. and um he was happy about that so mm -hmm. but he's doing well likes his job and moving and grooving and so everything else is, I had a, a good a week this week that I could take a little bit of time to myself. Good. So when did a couple things that I needed to get done. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I wasn't, I was just, I was out on Tuesday with Deb Dudley. She and I went bopping around a little bit and we had, we had a lot of fun. Good. So I played hooky kind of. It felt weird because, <laughs> you know, you just, I just don't do things no, like that on a, a weekday. So um, it's just weird. But it was, it was well deserved and well needed. Mm -hmm. And we had fun. So, um, and last weekend I just, it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Fabulous weekend. So hung around, the things and got things done. Um, Joe was there getting a lot done in the yard. And, um, that was a good was a good time. Well, we actually got up to the lake last weekend. Did you? And it was quite lovely. Absolutely perfect just to sit out in the back. And I discovered that someone um, had done some tree trimming and um, made the view from the back porch of the lake superb. But I have no idea who did it. So meaning you could see right to the lake yes. now? Yes, yes. Wow. Wide open. So um, someone did it. I I didn't ask anybody to do it, but there it was. Well, that's good. So everybody would go outside and say, hey, did you have the tree trimming done? <laughs> um, no. No. But the good news is we saw a mama with her little baby. <gasps> How many? A bear or a, a deer? A deer, <gasps> yes. And that little, that little thing was no bigger than a dog. Because it must have been two and weeks old or something like that. The little spots. Yeah, all the polka dots. So, Aww. looking for more of them to be around. But yes, we have seen uh, bears around with their cubs. Not necessarily this time, but they do come around. And it's fun to see them because they're so. It, the first time I saw one, I was driving on the Pennsylvania Turnpike and I saw mom cross the road with these little things behind her and I thought that looks to me like it's a it's a uh, black garbage bag that's rolling across the thing. lumbering and then, I, then it stopped and I said oh my they don't stop so the closer I got to it the more I realized it was mom and three cubs that went into into the woods but that was funny that's how they are so um, I don't um, really have much to report. I had a wonderful weekend last weekend. And this week um, I was uh, for lunch at Sibio's. Yes. Yes. A lot of people go there yes. for lunch. And, and, I and had, was it good? It was excellent. Or as Sean would say, gub. Yes. When he was a baby, was. gub. Yes, uh, I really enjoyed it. That was I haven't been in Sibios in such a long time. I think the last time I was there was when we went there With in the summer. 
Yeah, who was with us? Just uh, the Sunita and Nisha. No, wasn't no, it? No, no, the, Well, yeah, that was yeah, a different the, time. Yeah. Yes. Sunisha, as, uh, Sanisha, well, as Patrick would yeah. call them, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, you mean with Meyer, the th- four of us? D- didn't you go somewhere and I we, met you? Yes. We started someplace yes. and it was so, so I, bad and I wherever was we were. Else and then ran into right. you guys were just getting there, so I stopped in. Yeah, right. that was last summer, I think. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I haven't been there. I forget about the place. It's just because it's not in downtown, and I just don't even think about it. It really is good. Their food is delicious. They always do a nice job. And I want to tell you, they had the best unsweetened iced tea. Oh, good. Fresh brewed. Good. Okay. It was excellent. Of course, we always use that as our barometer Uh as to whether or not an establishment is worth going to. I'm going to say this again, because I can't believe that people don't just automatically have fresh brewed iced tea in there. You go to the cutest little diners or the smallest little holes in the wall, hole in the wall, mm-hmm. and they'll have fresh brewed delicious iced tea. And then you can go to the most elegant, uh, hot, finer quality, I mean, so they're called dine, dining, and they have tap iced tea. Yeah. That crap that comes out of it, I, it's horrible. Yeah, it is bad. I don't, it, it, I, so just give me a tea bag and give me a glass of ice. I, I don't get it. It can't be that much money to do that. I don't, I, I think it's more the convenience of the fact that, that it's they don't already have to worry about the, yeah. in that gun that they well, can don't. use. And, and that's everybody it. out there listening who owns a restaurant, please. who knows someone who does, please just get fresh just fruit iced tea. knock it off. Yeah. Get us some good stuff. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. We're always on the iced tea rant. We are. I don't care. You know what? That's what it is. I think it's important that people know that, that that would be a reason not to go back. For you? (laughs) No, for you and me. I will go back if I love the food, but I really... I I don't like that I I don't I don't like that I can't have the iced tea. I want to do one of these. I want Want. my iced tea. Okay, fine. Um, No, but think about it. It'd be the same way with people who go who want a specific drink, right? Or beer, and the place doesn't have what you want. It's like okay, just carry this other beer. Just carry this other drink. Just do it. Yeah, I know, but. They, but they have their reasons, I, I know, guess. and, you know, I know. I'm not running it, so I shouldn't, but So easy. we were also at Alfredo's last Friday night. Yes, we were. And we had a wonderful time there. Mm-hmm. And Patrick had his, um, what did he have, the linguine and red clam sauce, or was it something else? Oh, no, no he had the chicken, um, yeah, um, what's it, Frances. Yes, that's what Frances. he has. And, and you know, and uh, one it. thing about that place, and we say it all the time, yeah. it's consistently good mm-hmm. the, everybody loves their pizza mm-hmm. um their gluten-free isn't bad yeah um but they're always accommodating th- those and you know that group that family and i wish i could think of their last name but noah and and justin and audrey they there's three siblings who work there and then tia their new sister-in-law are the night i always said as soon as if your mom and dad are ever here when i'm here you need to introduce me to them because they are the three kindest children mm-hmm. and these parents did a wonderful job with them i just these kids they and he's and how about what noah said oh when i came in and i saw i uh, it was your name i was happy i got to wait on you guys <laughs> remember he said that yes. to us and i thought oh yes. how sweet who says that and i said no you just got yourself a good tip <laughs> yeah. but he just 
just they're the nicest kids. All of those waitresses and waiters down there, they, they're all nice. And again, you remember, they, a few of them went to my, came to my mom's viewing because my mom loved it there. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> it's because it's consistently good. You can get anything you want. They're open late. And yes, they have delicious fresh fruit. They do indeed. <laughs> they do. Yes. That's, and again, that's, that's important that, to you and I. And that's a business, I'll tell you. I they know. are booming all the time. Good for them. And, and Donnie's a wonderful guy and Leslie, really good people. And you like to support that. Well, yeah. And so then I was at, talking about food, why not? We were at um, Mansour's the other day for lunch, and Carolyn uh, Baldi Catalano has this uh, on the menu, uh, a bean, black bean and corn burrito, burrito, uh, burger. And it is over greens. I get it over chopped romaine with a honey red wine vinegar, and then they put that... If you like it, Nicole, go. I mean, it is, it's all summer long. It is absolutely fabulous. And I said, and so Christy waited. I had been there the week before and I got that. And I thought, oh, I'm going a couple days before. And this was Friday. And Christy came up to me. She said, do you know what you you want, Laurie? I said, I've known what I wanted for three days. Because it was exactly what I had the three days before. You said that to me the last time. Listen, I'm going to Mansour's and I'm getting a black bean burger and whatever. That's really delicious. It's if you best. want to come and join me, fine. It's In other so words, good for you. If too. I didn't want that, I wasn't. I wasn't yeah, you invited. Couldn't forget it. It was so. It's <laughs> delicious. But anyway, so big shout out to them because we love them and their iced tea. Yeah, yeah. And, the, they, and the, another, oh, everybody who works oh, there. Oh, and their cookies. I have the to say, they have I the know. most fabulous cookies. Yeah, so One now that my... we've had made my, everyone's mouth water <laughs> for everything we're talking about. <laughs> anyway, what the heck? We're, I'm 58. You're how old, Lynn? Oh, there. 67. 67. <laughs> we can talk about food if we want to. That's how it works. Okay. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And I am Lynn Evans, and I am the um, managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, which is a financial planning firm designed specifically for the financial needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse that's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, among others. Yes. So here we are. And what do you have to say today? I have to say that I found this really funny article that was in the AARP magazine. Well, wait, before you get into that, how yes. are your screens? My, oh, my screens are fast. I'll have you know. I'll have you know. <laughs> I really did help Meyer with those screens. Okay. I'm like, you know what? I hope Lynn knows that I'm over here slaving away. Well, apparently I do spline now. in a screen. Honest to God, I was I, I was I helping. I mean, he, he really. There, he said even said too. to Tommy, "I'm shocked your mother was like helpful <laughs> to me putting those." Well, thank you, Laurie. See, Ken. there you go. So thank I hope you very okay. much. I hope they're good. Now I'm. They can, are. Uh, now maybe that's a business I can get into. I screen think so. replacement. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's not that it's hard. It's cool. To do. It really is. I like that little runner thing. That yeah, you but do. you have to be careful. I mean, it's funny, but anyway. But yes, yeah, so now you have nice thick screens so the cats can. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I bet you they will. The one who will be the ultimate test is, is Calvin, yes, because he's. He, 
he would do anything to get outside. I know it. And he was meowing like nobody's business yesterday when you were outside. I know. But anyway. He just wants to be out there. I know. <laughs> and I don't know why. But anyway, that's him. So thank you. Yes, I have new screens. Yep. Uh, we bought the, um, they call them the pet screens that are available at Justice Hardware in uh, Clark Summit. Mm -hmm. And Meyer went up there with the screens from the house and they measured them, cut it, and then he, did he buy the kit? Two that went with it? No, I, he used your old spline that was in there. Okay. So, so he just needed the new. But I'll tell you, it's that was tough because holding it in because the screen is much thicker. Yes, it and is. And so really getting it, you could see how much harder it is. That's why it probably takes these people longer to do it than because yeah. what did they tell you it was going to take? A week. a week? Yeah. Yeah. Not that it takes a week to do it, but it you know what I mean. If they have to go was, back to it, according or, to them, they said there were so many other people ahead true. of us. True, and you have to okay. pull it just right so there's no like no um, buckling or whatever. It's 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 not easy. But anyway, thank you, Laurie. Yes, yeah, see, I've just you know, I'm I, it amazes me my skill level. Oh, please, <laughs> oh, skill this. Anyway. That's, that's what Patrick would say. It's a joke. Go ahead. <laughs> Kill this. All right. Um, the article I wanted to talk to you about is one that's called How to Get Your Kids to Hate You. Okay. Oh, and this is, there's part one and part two. And I don't At know which how many. age would that be? Well, this is, you know, when they're adults. And this is what the guy, is the guy who wrote this? I forget. I don't see the author here, but um, said, uh, oh, it's a woman. Is Judith, that the one with Jeff Judith on the Newman. front of it? Jeff. No. No, this I is just with got Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh, all right. It's an older one. Okay. So it says, for most of my 20s, I kept two phone lines. One number was for everybody except one person, and the other was for my mother. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the, in the 80s before caller ID. So I needed to know with absolute certainty that I could pick up my regular phone and not end up in a two-hour conversation about whether I was making enough money or if I was dating or if I had heard from that nice boy who dumped me or whether I knew there was another serial killer in my neighborhood. <laughs> So much to talk about. Most of the dis these discussions played to my deepest anxieties that I was never going to make it at a living as a writer and never find someone to love me. Though maybe none of that mattered because I would end up chopped into little bits by the serial killer <laughs> who probably never called his mother either. My mother wasn't trying to make me hate her. She loved me, but love makes people do strange things. Now, this is interesting in light of what you just said. Now that I have two grown sons... I see things all too clearly from my mother's perspective. The endless anxiety, the near certainty that my kids are on the brink of making life decisions that will not be able to walk back, um, and absolute certainty that they won't wear earmuffs when everyone should wear earmuffs. But now there's caller ID, unfortunately, so my sons can tell when it's me calling and not pick up. Mm -hmm. Before I reach the point of registering myself as a private caller to improve the odds they'll answer, I'm trying to get a grip, and you should too. There are so many ways to push away your adult kids, and here are some of them. Number one, invade their lives. Um, and there's a picture of mom and dad hanging on, the, on top of a kid saying, I'm not intruding on your life, am I? Yeah. Um, 
want your kid to avoid you on a daily basis, make sure you have no idea where you end and he begins. And then there's another story about this. Say and that then, again. Want your kid to avoid you on a daily basis. Make sure you have no idea where you end and oh, he begins. God. Okay. Um, here's a story about that. Mary, uh, I'm sorry, Susie Jo Levin, her mother was very eager for her to get married. Very. Eventually, Levin, 58, a writer in northern New Jersey, met a lovely guy and got engaged, but the relationship faltered. Our breakup was sad, but amicable. I tell my mother over the Thanksgiving holiday. She meltdown. She gathers every speck of childhood memorabilia in her house and stuffs all 10 boxes into my car. Why? I don't know. She was just furious. But this is what every newly disengaged woman needs in a 250-square-foot apartment. <laughs> a vintage easy-bake oven. <laughs> Letters from camp and old prom dresses. Somehow, says Levin, this was her breakup caused by her daughter's crappy choices. Fast forward a few years when Levin met the man she ultimately did marry and the ex-boyfriend, now a friend, was at their wedding. Her mother turned to the ex and said, see, this could have been your oh. wedding. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> anyway, number two, give, give, give conditionally. You lend the kids money, then complain about their spending. You give the grandkids Amazon gift cards, but tell them they're only for books. My husband's mother gave us money for a down payment on the house, which meant as far as she was concerned, she got the key, <laughs> said one friend. <laughs> Actually, that was fine. That What wasn't fine was that she never, ever knocked before she used it. First, gifts are wonderful, but they do not give you an all-access pass to your adult child's life. And second, a gift with strings attached isn't really a gift at all. That's right. Number three, be too meek. And this really starts with the things of, now, I don't really want to trouble you, but... Uh, Joan Schmidt, 55, a New York City attorney, regularly took her 90-year-old mother to doctors. But occasionally her mom would get into I-don't-want-to-be-a-bother mode. One day she decided to ask her 88-year-old friend Millie to drive her rather than ask me. So Millie did, dropping mom off at a large shopping center <laughs> in Eastchester, given though my mom apparently didn't know which building to enter. Her mother ended up walking a mile home oh, in the God. summer heat. In another instance, Schmidt's mother needed her car moved but didn't want to disturb Joan, who was in her home with her, working in, in another room. So she asked my elderly aunt, who lived across the street and had Alzheimer's and macular degeneration, to do it. You can imagine what happened. The fourth thing, track their movements. When your children are 15 or 16, you're supposed to worry and be upset when they stay out late and don't call. And you can't help but shame with them with tales of the heart attacks you suffered as a result. But now they've grown up and live far away. So why are you still waving the guilt wand over them if you don't immediately know where they are? Or worse, doing what I used to think as a tag team angst with my father calling me to say, where were you? Your mother was so worried. Number five. Abuse your email. Though this is a minor infraction, mindlessly forwarding email to your children can drive them berserk. 
Every day I receive multiple forwarded emails from my father, cluing me in on world's scariest bridges or unlikely animal friends. And he means well, but I don't think some retired parents are fully aware of the sheer volume of emails their adult children receive in a day. Deleting all the forwarded email just makes it one more task. How many emails do you get a day? Me? Yeah. Um, oh, I, I mean, any kind of email? Yeah, the whole thing. Um, I, maybe 200. Yeah. I get between two and 300 a uh -huh. day. Yeah, and most, I would say 90% of them get deleted. Yeah, me too. And as many times as I try to go there and unsubscribe, yeah, it, it yeah. still comes back. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Anyway, okay. So, but I don't email my kids. Oh, that's good. Nor do I send them. I did send them one thing once, a couple, about a year ago. Somebody sent me something about a mother, and I sent it to, to them. But I forget what it was. Um, but that was it. I don't send, I don't usually, I don't, rarely will I do that. Well, that's good. And the fifth or sixth one was offer outdated advice. This is funny. Patrick uh, DeGusto, a 54-year-old book editor in New York City, reports this recent conversation with his father. You want to put all your money into 7% CDs. Dad, there are no more 7% CDs. <laughs> That's crazy. I always had all my money in 7% CDs. <laughs> Doubles your capital every 10 years. Do you still have them? No. Why not? That's my point, Dad. You can't find 7% CDs anymore. You can if you look, he, Dad says. Huh. We all love giving advice in the areas we feel competent in, but be aware that your expertise may be unwelcome if it doesn't address the challenges of today. And number seven, I think this is, yeah, make holidays unhappy. Oh, boy, we've uh -oh. heard that one before. Do your kids think of family special occasions with pleasure? Or do your rules and regs make the whole affair feel like a holiday death march? Mm -hmm. If my sister and I didn't celebrate our birthdays with our mother, she was wounded. Um, said Laurie Lewis, 59, New York City real estate broker. It wasn't good enough that we all went out during, say, the week. It had to be on the actual day. If I suggested another day, perhaps more convenient, the hurt turned into an angry response of, let's just forget your birthday this year since it does not mean that much to you. Okay. You know what, though? What? A lot of this is such BS. You know, uh, just appreciate your parents if you have them and you get along with them. And if they're a little quirky, do, who cares? Well, quirky really? is one thing, but if they're trying to lay a whole lot of guilt on well, you Well, the for guilt, doing... but even still, just deal with the fact that they're mo they're your mo it's your mother. Well, you and I both know that that, is, that was something that we can say. Because we didn't have that. Because we didn't have it and we don't have them anymore. No, but even when I had my mother, I I, I never was frustrated when she called me or did any of that. I Neither just was it, I. I wasn't. I I and and if she told me stuff, I, I didn't have to like it, but I did whatever I had to do with it. Don't you think you have to be sensible? Uh, yes, I you know, think you just have be to just sensible. And somebody once said to me, when you hear something like that that gets you really angry, just stop and think for a minute. What is the commitment they have behind it? Okay, so. Yeah. 
So if if there was something in particular that they were talking about, like put all your money in CDs, CD. it wasn't about the CDs. It was about wanting to make sure that your money was, was safe. safe. Right. Okay. And so if you can look at it from that perspective, it's, then it's you okay. Can understand you can it. Yeah. You can get past it. I know. Um, it's difficult. I think sometimes, like the one about the mother who had a key and didn't bother to knock. Um, there's something there that's not quite right. I mean, I know you probably would walk into your mom or dad's house and not knock, but maybe there's things going on in that house they don't want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Read deeper there, baby. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to leave for a little bit until we'll be right back with uh, Dr. Nicole DeNova from the Queen of VREC. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. And I'm also the owner of, not the owner, <laughs> I am the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And our guest expert today is Dr. Nicole DeNova, who is the um, owner and primary chief surgeon, the only surgeon <laughs> at Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. Welcome, Nicole. Hi. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, I thought that I would introduce... Um, something called I-131. Um, so that's, it's sort of discussing the treatment before discussing what, what's wrong. But this is about kitty cats who have um, <coughs> hyperparathyroidism, or excuse me, hyperthyroidism. We're all doing it today. I know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it's spreading across the table. So hyperthyroidism, just like in humans, the thyroid gland is uh, a gland that regulates um, metabolism, temperature regulation. Um, so hyperthyroidism uh, occurs in cats. Dogs tend to get hypo. Hyper meaning increased. And probably somewhere around, the statistics vary depending on what you read, but somewhere around 80% of all cats over the age of eight years of age are to a degree hyper, hyperthyroid. So what we tend to find is that kitty cats, um, you know, the family might notice that they're just getting a little bit thin. They seem to be wanting to eat more. They're constantly asking for food despite getting thin. You might increase the amount that you're feeding them. They're still getting skinny. Um, they tend to sort of seek out um, potentially cooler places because they're feeling warmer. You just need to think of the thyroid as kind of the... Furnace? You know, yeah, the furnace. You're turning up the thermostat. You're Turning, you're revving up the engine. Everything's running a little bit faster, a little bit hotter. Um, a hyperthyroid cat can, the diagnostic tests are to do some blood work, but also when you go in to see your primary care veterinarian, they're going to actually palpate or feel the cat's neck. Uh, just like in humans, thyroid are on the front of our neck, on the bottom of, you know, our ventral facing downward on the kitty cat's neck. And you can actually feel what's called a thyroid slip. So if the thyroid becomes enlarged as you're palpating their neck, you can actually feel a sort of little blip, if you will. 
Then obviously some blood tests are done to tell us whether or not the kitty cat is hyperthyroid. One other conjunction with this is that if you are hyperthyroid, especially in kitty cats, sometimes kitty cats, the only thing that's abnormal might be their thyroid. So we talk about treatment, which I'll discuss in a second, but to let parents know that also as cats age, it's not uncommon for them to potentially have some kidney disease and or maybe the onset of kidney failure. If you're hyperthyroid and you have kidney disease, that kidney disease may not show up because your thyroid is sort of over-functioning for everything. So it's making your metabolism, the amount of urine that you're making, everything run faster. And then once we treat the thyroid, we might find that the kidneys, because things are calming down, start to actually demonstrate or show us in some blood work that they might not be so normal. That's not a reason not to treat the thyroid because if you go without treating the thyroid, you're actually kind of making everything run, again, faster, hotter. But I just say that it's a little the cart before the horse, but I just say that to let parents know. Um, thyroid treatments historically have been either to surgically remove them. We, I cannot tell you the last time I even saw a patient for that because that is fraught with some potential complications. It's really been, treatment's been removed from the realm of surgery and put into the realm of um, internal medicine because we do one of two things. There is a medication that we can treat cats with uh, where they need to take a pill once or twice a day. And what I always say to parents is if you've ever tried to give medications to a cat one time in your life, you will That's think. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give you will a pill. Never do it again. Right. You want to give a pill to a cat twice a day yeah. for the rest of its life. And there are families out there that do that, but I think not me. Yeah. So the kind of. Uh, modern advent, if you will, is this treatment called I-131. It stands for iodine, and 131 is the nuclear component that we use. So the way that this works is this is, this is a radioactive substance that is what we call tagged. It's tagged so that when it's administered to a patient, it only targets and only affects abnormal thyroid cells. So we give an injection, cats have to be um, admitted to the hospital, they stay for five days. That tagged radioactive substance goes in and basically destroys all the abnormal thyroid cells. Once that has occurred, they will clear that radioactive material through their urine and then they're basically cured, that's it. Takes five days, done. The thyroid, the normal thyroid tissue will take a matter of, you know, uh, weeks to kind of recompensate, but then they've been normalized. I had my own kitty cat treated this way. I've never had a hyperthyroid cat in my life. And then lo and behold, about two years ago, my kitty cat Agnes came up hyperthyroid, brought her in, Dr. Ferguson, you know, diagnosed her. Um, we admitted her to the hospital, had an injection, picked her up, you know, later that week. She's been normal ever since. Um, and so in conjunction with the concept of medications versus an injection and a stay in the hospital, uh, I would definitely recommend I-131. It's one of those treatments and an ailment in cats where, A, a lot of families don't realize that that large number in the population can be affected. 
and then knowing that there's a treatment such as injectable I-131 that can be given. Um, you know, complications may be, again, there's other diseases that will come out of the woodwork afterwards, you know, if you want to put it that way. So you just have to be prepared that, that maybe you're going to discover there was something else occult there, but that's obviously treatable. Um, it's really not an issue of um, could we harm the regular thyroid. If anything, it is potential that we didn't get all the cells and there may need to be a second treatment. I, I can't tell you the last time I've known of a, a patient like that. So generally, it's a kind of one injection and done. It almost sounds too good to be true, but it's that's the reality of it. Is the cat... Um, the under anesthesia when you do this? Or no. Or just a regular injection? Just a, it's an IV injection. Um, so the kid, you know, the cats come in. We actually have a um, nuclear radiologist yeah. that comes in. Um, and I know this sounds sort of, it may sound a little scary and frightening, but they come in. It's a measured dose based on that cat. Um, <clears throat> and then as soon as that injection is given, they are in our isolation ward. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we can see them. And we'll go in and we'll give them food and take care of their litter, which has to be handled in a very specific way. But other than that, you know, you can't come visit them. You can't cuddle with them. Right. We can't cuddle with them. But they do fantastic. And then at the end of the treatment, when they're discharged, they're discharged. You're discharged with a cat with some rubber gloves and some bags to put your cat litter in. And it's just sort of a, you know, for the next clearing period. Try not to, they shouldn't be sleeping with the kids, you know, just kind of keep them isolated for a little bit. But once that all clears out, which is basically like, I think it's a two-week period, they're done. That's it. It's pretty simple stuff. Um, and what a, you know, glorious way to have a cat stop being hyperthyroid. So, so yeah, what's been the um, reception of people to that? When you give them that as an alternative, are they saying, yeah, let's do this. This is great. Or no, yes. I'm okay with the pills. Um I would have to say nine out of ten times, it'll be something along the lines of, how come I didn't know about this? <laughs> oh, my God, I've been pilling this cat for, <laughs> you know, whether it's weeks or months. or And, and once in a while, uh, we'll discuss it with a parent, and they'll say, listen, I've been doing this for three years. My cat's fine. He's great about it. And those are the, you know, the outliers. But if that's what's going on in the family, that's great. I just have never had that cat. Um, I haven't either. What, yeah. Why do? What is the problem with cats and pills? What? What? Why don't? Why is it hard? Well, I mean, I had dogs that I had to give some things, and they, I put put them in something, and they ate it. Like, so I, I think, and this is coming from a person who's had cats and dogs, you know, my entire life. Um, I would say to you that, you know, you cut a dog's toenail. Some dogs will act like you just took their paw off. And cats are just, they're just a different animal. They're very fastidious. They're very, um, you know, sort of, they might come off as being aloof. And so the the most rude thing you might do to a cat is try and put a pill down its throat. Okay. How dare you? Uh -huh. So beneath me. Um, so that's sort of my joking way of saying it, but it's sort of true. It's, and that it is, is true. Yeah, that is just... Um, you know, don't don't try and force something in my mouth. And how about um, what? How about um, boys and girls? Is there a difference in boy cats versus girl cats? Do you see it more in girls than boys, or is it 
the hypothyroidism? No, um, it does, there's no sort of, uh, there are some diseases that will no affect gender, males. Not no, gender specific. Not at all. Okay. But all I think, right. you know, it's, it's an important thing to recognize. If you have a cat that's over the age of eight and you start to see some signs, you know, in my case, uh, I have four cats at home. I have way too many animals at home. <laughs> uh, I have, does. yeah, I do. Uh, I have four cats at, at my home and. And how many dogs? Four. Thank you. Yes. Uh, and Agnes just happened to, you know, she was just constantly trying to eat and asking me for food. And she started getting skinny and skinny and skinny. And I said, you know something? There's just not something quite right with her. And I did suspect she could be hyperthyroid. And so I took her in to see, as everybody that I work with knows, I'm when it comes to my own kids, I'm not objective. I'm a blithering idiot. Mm -hmm. I'm such an <laughs> emotional everyone, mom. Right? Mm -hmm. And so I took her in and Dr. Ferguson said, let's get her worked up and came back and said, she's hyperthyroid. And it wasn't even a hesitation on my part just to say, we're going to go. Yeah. How about hypothyroidism? Does that happen in cats too? Extremely rarely. rarely. Okay. I think I've seen now, you know, take this with a grain because I'm a surgeon. Dr. Ferguson might say, oh, I've seen 20 of those in my career. For me, I've seen one case and it actually happened when I was in vet school. Uh, our internal medicine service at that time had a hypothyroid cat. Um, same story as with dogs. The vast majority of dogs are hypo, so decreased thyroid. They get, you know, they might get some bald patches. They get a little chubby. They get a little sluggish. Um, it's very rare to have a hyperthyroid dog, but okay. it does happen. So yes. the treatment that you talked about, the I-131, is that what it is? Yes. Um, that is something that's only for cats. And if you well, if that you in had a, dog, a hyperthyroid dog, you could potentially apply that. But it's so rare to find that uh, disease in a dog. dog. That's why we treat cats. Mm -hmm. And okay. before we go, you wanted to talk about somebody else. You wanted yeah, to introduce. Yeah, I just wanted to take a moment and say that I wanted to introduce uh, Dr. Brandy Stone, who's our newest uh, emergency clinician. She is uh, a graduate of Michigan State University, um, and she. Your alma mater. Yes, that's true. Um, but she comes to us with a specific, as many of our ER doctors do, specific training and intent to go on to emergency medicine. So this is really her passion. Um, and she's just been a delight to have joined the family and the community. And she's kind of, you know, getting into the ground and hit the ground running. And so we're very happy to have her on board. She's been great. And how can anyone who needs to, your services get in touch with you? Uh, so the phone number at the hospital is 570-587-7777. Pretty easy enough. Easy. Um, you can go to our website, which is vrecpa.com. We also have a Facebook page under that. Actually, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, uh, all under vrecpa.com or PA. There we go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Nicole, as always. Useful information, and uh, thanks for all you do for those cute animals. We're happy to be here. I know. Yes. Well, thank you, and everybody have a wonderful weekend. Happy Father's Day to all those listening, to fathers, to those who act as such, and to fathers who are no longer with us, like my father, Mr. James Cadden Sr., and a nice big shout-out to Meyer Moskowitz for being a wonderful addition to and helping my children. And uh, we'll see you real soon. Thanks for listening again. See you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.